0: they for another exciting episode of The Spicy Life. I am your relationship expert and host, Spicy Maddie, and joined with me for five ways to make a long-distance relationship okay. work. And today, in the G-Spot with me, <laughs> that is guest spotlight, I have Dr. Jamila Young, PhD, earned her Bachelor of Arts degree from Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, and her Doctorate of Psychology from Loyola University in Chicago, Illinois. As part of her doctoral training, she completed a pre-doctoral internship at Emory University School of Medicine and closed clinical externships at various inpatient and outpatient mental health facilities in the Chicagoland area, treating individuals, couples, and families. After receiving her doctorate, she continued her training as a postdoctoral fellow at Georgetown University. Following her postdoctoral fellowships, this is a lot of doctorals going on, okay, she was a staff psychologist at Georgetown University Law School. There she provided individuals, couples, and group psychotherapy to law students and staff. Currently, Dr. Young is a thriving full-time private practice located in Los Angeles, as well as a concierge virtual practice service for adults and couples in greater California and Washington, D.C. Given her experience working with individuals and couples around relational concerns, she is well-versed in common issues that impact individuals seeking and maintaining healthy romantic relationships. I always have such accomplished guests on the show, which is why... Your guys' bios are always extremely incredible. Oh, we appreciate it. Amazing, fabulous, fabulous. We always warm up our guest who's in the G-Spot with some spicy questions. And spicy stands for self, passion, intimacy, communication, and learning to say yes. Okay. So um, as my listeners know, those are the main ingredients for a healthy relationship. So we're going to find out uh, some spicy things about Jamila. So S, when did you first fall in love with yourself?
1: Hmm. I probably fell in love with myself. I've never thought about this. And it's so funny that I'm thinking about it in relation to relationships. Mm -hmm. And it was probably, crap, my parents would say I've been in love with myself since the beginning of my time. (laughs)
0: Since you were born.
1: Um, I've always been pretty confident and self-aware and self-loving, but probably when I knew that I was enough as I come. It's probably sometime in undergrad. Oh, okay. Probably right before I met my now husband.
0: Mm, so it's almost like the light yeah. switch turns on of self love, yes. and then he came. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Well, then I Spicy found tip him right there. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you found seek him. and you shall find.
0: Oh, see, that is my favorite <laughs> verse from the Bible: mm-hmm. "Seek and you shall find." Knocking the door will be open, asking you shall receive. Yes. Love, love, love that. Okay, how did you discover your life's passion?
1: So I discovered my life's passion also in undergrad. Um, I probably knew, had some inclination of it prior to that, but really in undergrad, I knew that I wanted to help people communicate and like the human mind Mm -hmm. was so complex to me and just figuring out how people connect and navigate the world was definitely undergrad, if not sooner.
0: And you said there were signs there. What do these signs kind of look like? So
1: (laughs) some of them are signs that I've ascribed myself. (laughs) Uh, Just I've noticed that I I'm a really good communicator Mm -hmm. and people come to me. They talk to me. I have a really good and keen way of taking perspectives Mm -hmm. and really being open and understanding that someone may not be coming from a negative place, but just a different place and really helping people figure that out was something. And other people told me, actually. It was a situation where I was like going along, living my life, involving myself in certain psychologically related things and I was in this peer organization and got nominated and elected as president. And I had no interest in seeking, no. Oh wow. And that was when it was like, Oh, and they were telling me, like, this is your call like you do this. This mm. is you and you have a natural gift at this. And I was just like, Okay, well, sure, I'll take that. And you ran with it. And you were I ran like, with Okay. It. Yes. And <laughs> did not stop.
0: Okay, so The uh, we already did self, we already did passion. Now we have Mm -hmm. to do intimacy. All right. Every doctor that comes on here, I always put them in this hot spot, this G spot. What is your biggest turn on? I for intimacy.
1: Hmm. My biggest turn on. Is probably. Feeling heard. And understood. Wait, that's my what gets
0: get you going. That's what gets yeah. you. you heard me. What you heard me? Okay, well, take we, your clothes well, off. It depends.
1: On, <laughs> I, well, I may be saying something related to taking our clothes off. <laughs> that it's imperative that you heard and understood me.
0: I love that. She like she can't. She stays in her like doctor psychology mentality uh, through and through. <laughs> yeah, but I think
1: that fosters intimacy for me. And physical intimacy comes right on along mm, with
0: that See, me. if we get our communication right, yes. we can get our love life tight. Yes. yes. Okay, C for communication. What is the best compliment you have ever received?
1: The best compliment that I have ever received, not necessarily from my partner, just no, in just life? No, just in
0: the living your best life in this world. What's the best compliment you
1: ever received? That I was the smartest person someone knew. mm and Damn. the people that they were choosing upon amongst uh-huh. were pretty smart. Oh, so you were so like, i Yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> like I will take that and internalize <laughs> that and, and actualize that.
0: And you guys have respected their opinion too yes, and who absolutely. their social circle was. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. Okay, confidence right there. Mm-hmm. And also last one is why for mm-hmm. yes, share a time when you conquered a fear.
1: Hmm. sure how much of a fear this was but maybe four or five years ago we did an extreme me and like 20 friends Mm -hmm. did an extreme physical challenge um it's called Tough Mudder if anyone oh my gosh um it's about a 12 mile obstacle course (laughs) yes um land fire water it was intense And I did every single obstacle and I'm not a strong swimmer and even the the electrical shocks. I was the only female and not all the males did every single challenge. And one of my friends asked me, like, I can't believe you went up that wall four times before you got over. And I was like, not going up the wall was not an option. Yeah. Like I was going up and getting over the wall and every other obstacle. And I, I don't think I've ever been more proud of myself. Well, that was before I had a child also, so I'll put that in perspective. But up until that point, I had never been more proud of myself. And I had earned my PhD at that point.
0: Hey, okay. And Tough mutter is like no joke, uh-uh. but I, I feel like your example of, okay, not going over the wall was not an option. Mm-hmm kind of speaks to your profession as well of like helping people get through things, conquering. Yes. And then in your own personal life as well, there was some walls that we will talk about today when yes. it comes to distance. Yes. Um, and on this episode, that's exactly what we're talking about is how to make a long distance relationship work or what are the challenges of that? You are not just an expert in your field, but an expert at having conquered this wall of geography yes. <laughs> so i'm gonna dive right into the interview with you because i'm dying to know because you know i'm sure in your profession so you sometimes probably get clients that have been in distance relationships or they're struggling um you know just from a you know space perspective yes okay what and why does distance play such a huge role in relationships
1: so distance plays such a huge role in relationships because the way that we garner security in relationships through communication and being vulnerable and resolving conflict and having shared experiences, those are so farther and so much further, sorry, my husband would correct me on my (laughs) use of further and farther, and in between when we don't have a physical closeness with Mm -hmm. another individual. So it becomes very challenging to garner that security that we would otherwise in a a healthy relationship that was happening in the same space. So that's a part of what makes it really challenging. Um, You have trust issues that can come into play. You start to get concerned about the life that your partner is living without you Mm -hmm. and the relationships that they're cultivating without you. And it just becomes a lot more challenging. Like if your language of love is physical touch and that's how you feel secure in a relationship and you can't get that from your partner, it's going to be more challenging to figure out how to feel secure in your relationship. And so that's the main reason I've experienced and through training have learned that relationships with distance can be very challenging.
0: What do you think is a reasonable amount of space though? Like of distance, like people's threshold per se, because I even have a lot of clients that come to the spicy life for my coaching. And before I even start on the matching approach, Mm -hmm. I go through their online profiles and sometimes I will see that the radius that they have plugged okay. in on all these apps is five, <laughs> five miles. miles. What the hell? Why do you think that this person has to be up in, in, in walking distance right. from
1: you? <laughs> a that throw. limits
0: us so much. I'm sorry. This person may be an hour and a half drive. Like you you take off so many people off the yes. table when you limit. Absolutely. I've, I've even had someone say, I need them to be on the beach with me. Like how many people live on the beach? Oh, right. Like Come on now. Yes. We gotta op- we gotta open our geography, but what what do you think about that? Do you think we should limit ourselves like that?
1: Absolutely not, right? If we're looking for a partner and we want to. Find someone of substance. We got to cast a pretty wide net, Mm -hmm. and a five-mile radius is not quite (laughs) wide enough. Um, That might be LA-specific. I've noticed that people don't like to travel outside of a certain bound. If they live on the east, you know, they don't, they won't go over an, an interstate. So I've learned that. But definitely, you're doing yourself a disservice with a radius that small. I won't even like. Filter my Uber Eats for that small. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> we eat further away exactly. than that. Good point. Touché, exactly. Exactly. Right <laughs> you will go farther to enjoy something. And so you should create a wider net for yourself. I think that the space is dependent on the individual. So, of all the accolades in my biography that you mentioned, it did result in me being far away from mm-hmm. my partner, going to school, and being in these different cities and states to garner my education. And so when I would hear people say they were in long distance relationships and they were an hour away, I would roll my eyes Mm. because I was in Chicago while he was in Atlanta. And then he moved to D.C. and I was still in Chicago. And I had promised that I would go to D.C. when he got there for internship. And it turned out I lied. I ended up going to Emory in Atlanta for me because it was the best move for me. And so that level of distance worked for us, that amount of distance. I'm not sure if much more would have been feasible, Mm -hmm. but I really think it depends on your resources and how reasonable and how temporary that space is. So it can be a far space away geographically, but if you have the resources to connect on a regular cadence or a cadence that works for your relationship, then that can be okay. It becomes harder, though, when the distance is farther and greater because then you got time difference in terms of time zone. And so when do we communicate? Then it becomes more challenging to get across a pond to see someone and connect regularly yeah so space is definitely an issue but it really depends on the individuals the cadence and the rhythm of their resources and how often they can connect and then how temporary is this
0: by resources you mean like
1: can I get to you okay like financial, financial resources. resources how are we so, going to see one another okay
0: Do you have the new iPhone and is it clear?
1: How are we (laughs) going to exactly? Do you have a strong (laughs) Wi-Fi connection?
0: (laughs) But you guys were in two different states. Yes. And so you were able to make it work from state to state. I've even seen people who are out of the country Mm -hmm. who have been capable of making it work. What do you think was the main component of you guys being able to sustain a
1: six? Year Six long years. distance relationship, Six year long distance relationship. There were so many factors. <laughs> Give it um, all to us because
0: I want people to be more open and understand that your person may not be in this exact same city.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, the biggest by far, most major factor was communication. We had to communicate, and this was pre FaceTime, this was Skype, was a thing. I was not interested in learning and figuring it out, much to my now husband's chagrin. He wanted to engage in a lot more video and FaceTime, Mm -hmm. and I just didn't have the patience to figure it out, and I just felt like talking was sufficient. Mm -hmm. Why do we need to do that? And so, But we communicated very regularly, daily, multiple times a day. Um, I'm not a big texter, so we didn't do that. It really was important to me that we connected, that I could hear him, that I could hear his There's so much nonverbal that gets missed Mm -hmm. when you're long distance. It was important that I could hear him smile, that I could hear the tone in his voice as he's telling me something challenging that occurred at work. It was very important that we brought each other into one another's lives. So he knew my classmates. He knew the professors, if I would complain. He knew what assignment I had due. I knew his new coworkers. I knew the friends that he was making. He was in a new space as well. When I went to school, he moved to DC, and so I think that helped also. He was navigating something new at the same time I was navigating something new, and so we were really able to come together and share our experiences with communication. I was a grad student, I didn't make a lot of money, but as a grad student, what that meant was that I had a lot of flexibility with my travel. So I traveled to see him. We made sure we saw each other probably every four to five weeks. Mm. Anything more than that, we could tell. We'd get irritable. We'd start having little fights based in nothingness. And we would get the sense that, okay, it's been a little bit too long. Six weeks is too much, but we could do four or five. So that open communication also about that irritability and what's going on very open and vulnerable about being jealous. Mm. That's a thing. It's gonna happen, and not necessarily jealous in terms of the potential for infidelity. But you're spending time and creating experiences with other people than your partner. Yeah. And so jealousy that this person gets to have you in a way that I can't have you.
0: How does that conversation happen? He's like, Hey, babe, I don't well, appreciate really, you well, hanging out with other people. <laughs> like,
1: how did that come? I up? guess it can, but that's not how it arose in my relationship what happened was is that I noticed he was a lot more jealous than I was I don't know if that's true actually as those words have (laughs) rolled off of my tongue I can remember how I recognized his jealousy he would be very irritable and non-interested when I would talk about certain friends yeah I would talk about and I noticed it first with my guy friends But then I noticed with a few female friends, because Uh at first I thought, oh, they're guys, he's being weird. He knows nothing's going on. So I was never concerned about him being concerned about my loyalty to him, but I noticed it. And so I thought, like, oh, he's jealous. I was asking him about it, he was denying it. Then I noticed it with some of my female friends, just very short, he was uninterested in the little stories that I had to tell him about these experiences. And then I just mentioned it to him. I said, you act very curt and terse when I talk about these relationships, what is the deal? Right. And initially, he kind of shut down. I don't think he had processed and reflected and realized what it was. And maybe a week later, he came back and he said, you know what? I realized that I'm jealous. Mm. He said, initially, I think it evaded me because I wasn't worried about you cheating on me. I wasn't jealous in that way. But then I thought about you get to have these experiences with people. They get to have you, and I don't. Yeah. They get to go to dinner. They get to laugh and go to the movies and go to the club. At the at that time, we were going to the club. I was a lot younger, Um, and so he was very open about it. And I had the same response when he was meeting. I'm like, Why are you meeting all these people? Why are you going out? Why are you joining (laughs) all these clubs and doing? Yeah, like why are you making all these connections? And I noticed in the same way that I was being irritable and funky about the fact that he was having these shared experiences with people and that I wasn't privy.
0: But it sounds like you were being very aware and in yes. tune with one another, with yourselves, but also with one another. Yes. For people who may be dating somebody right now or in a relationship with someone whose communication isn't as bomb as your guys is, mm-hmm. what advice do you have for them when they don't get as many phone calls and check-ins or check-ups and they don't get as much transparency about uh, their emotions and Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe they're dating someone who's not as emotionally intelligent as you guys. What advice would you give to them when there's that communication breakdown?
1: So I would advise them to first see if there are ways that they can gather this information. It may not be that you get it as directly as the verbal hey I've been thinking about this and I've processed my thoughts and they're clear and they're crisp and here they are. But perhaps you get information from your partner in other ways. Mm -hmm. Maybe non-verbally maybe there's a way that you can tell from their tone. You have to pay attention absolutely. So you have to pay attention and for a situation like that you have to be even more aware and more alert and you may have to do a little more work Mm -hmm. and dig this information out in different ways. I would also be up front with my partner and ask them. I would pull this information out. If you see something, say something. So if you notice that something's awry or their mood seems to be off, I would just ask, hey, it seems like you're in a mood. It seems like it happened after I told you this. Yeah. What's going on? So I would be very open if they lack the ability or the desire to be, Mm -hmm. I would. And if that inability to be open and communicate with you is something that you don't see improving, that's likely gonna be an issue in the relationship. And then it becomes a question of, is this relationship sustainable with this level and type of communication? And that's a hard question you have to ask yourself. What
0: was your, thought process when you guys were embarking on this long distance journey, because a lot of people will say, you know, I can't be with someone in a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. And there is this essence of concern for the future, not sure where the relationship is going, because you both are living in two different places. Yes. How did you hold on for so long without having already sealed the deal and you guys had you know signed on the dotted line how did you know what to expect from the future
1: okay that's a great question i'm actually glad you asked it because it makes me think about the inception so some long distance relationships start long distance yeah ours did not we dated for about nine months before i left Mm -hmm. and at that time i had left him in atlanta However, when we met, we knew I was going to graduate school. Mm -hmm. So the moment we met, this was always something that we knew was going to happen. And so when we decided to date long distance, I honestly had no expectations. Mm. I was not going to ask this man to date me long distance. I was not going to ask anything of him. I essentially told him, hey, it's been fun. You know, I love you, and I'm into this, and I would do it long distance. But I have no expectation of what you're down for. And he honestly surprised me because I didn't feel like the relationship was solid enough that I knew he would say, "Oh, yes, I'm happy to embark on this six year long distance situation." At the time, exactly, I was not convinced that it was enough investment, and so I was completely fine to let it fizzle out. He wanted to keep it going. I was more than, I knew that I was not going to have a problem Mm -hmm. because I'm pretty independent. I'm very loyal. And so that was never a question for me, but he was game. And so we went into it with not a lot of expectations and that probably helped us. And
0: it also sounds too, there's this element of appeal that comes with you releasing control. Yes. There's an energy that you're putting out that's saying, you know, free will, here Mm -hmm. you go. If we choose each other, we choose each other. Exactly. Not, you have to, you have to do yeah. this.
1: Actually, absolutely not. Opt in or opt out. But this is what I'm doing. I'm going to school. You know I'm going to right. school here. And we decided to go for it. And we reevaluated. That was a big important thing because we didn't have a lot of expectations. We didn't have this super solid foundation where we decided that we were going to sail off into the sunset yeah. together. There was no guarantee of anything. There are no guarantees of anything in life, but there was definitely no guarantee of anything. And there's
0: no guarantees if they're five miles away. Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. And so we really checked in. How is this working for you? Yeah. Is it still okay for you? And
0: Check in with each other. Check yes, in so regularly.
1: Important. And honestly, it was not important for me. That we knew that we were going to be signing on the dotted line, that we were going to be doing this marriage thing. It was important to me that we were on a similar journey, Mm. that we both wanted to be committed. Similar journey. Spicy tip right there. That was all that I needed. Not that we were on the same page necessarily, but that we were reading the same book. Ooh, That we knew like, yes, this is in every now and again, we'd find ourselves in the same chapter. And when we were on the same page, even better. There's
0: some people who don't want to do those check ins, though, because they don't want to put the pressure on their partner. or They don't want to appear as if they're vulnerable Mm -hmm. or as if they're doing that check in because it shows maybe some weakness or, you know, that vulnerability is scary for a lot of people. Yes. And so being that transparent when the information is not necessarily warranted Mm -hmm. makes them a little bit concerned and hesitant to bring it up because they don't want to appear insecure.
1: Yes. So when I talked to him, it was a lot of no pressure. He was very aware that he had free will. Mm -hmm. There were no ultimatums. It was completely you're opting in. And so for me, I'm either going to get the information or I'm not going to get the information. Uh And so I was Okay with making myself vulnerable and putting myself out there. And that's just a decision that yeah. you make. I knew that, or I felt pretty confident that my vulnerabilities would be safe with him. That even if he did not want to continue to embark on this relationship, he wasn't gonna hurt me. Mm-hmm. It was going, he was going to end it civilly, and it would be fine if it didn't work. And I was always okay and prepared for that. Mm. Like, this may not work. Yeah.
0: And so for those who Are second guessing Mm -hmm. the relationship or even second guessing themselves being out of city, out of state, out of country Mm -hmm. in a long distance relationship. Sometimes us women and men Mm -hmm. will relocate just to be in that same vicinity with someone Mm -hmm. and release our original goal for ourselves. Okay. How did you not compromise your needs and what your game plan was for love? Because most people feel like love is the priority over their game
1: plan? So for me, it was never a question. And I think a part of that was he loved me so much because I was so ambitious and so determined and so focused. That was a part of what drew him to me. Right. So I'm not gonna throw that away and be different because of geography. I knew that I needed to do what I needed to do. I needed to feel whole because if I relocate for this man, Mm -hmm. I need to have my own life. I need Mm -hmm. to have my own earnings. I need to have my own things. And I can't just be folding into the life that he's built where he is. I need to go integrate and build my life Mm. where he is. So for me, it was important. For me, it was the PhD. So I had to get that before we were in the same space. It was never a question. And that's a part of what kept him drawn to me. And so I would never encourage anyone to abscond on their dreams or their goals to be geographically close. You can have a distance relationship and have it be temporary. You can meet those goals and then reevaluate and decide what makes sense now that we've met our own personal goals. Because it may not make sense for you to relocate yeah. at that point. It may make sense for your partner to relocate.
0: Was it ever in question, we're in a long-distance relationship, so we should have an open relationship because we're not in the same geography. You know, they say different, mm-hmm. you know, area, different area codes. codes. <laughs> it don't count, it don't count. Well, for some people it does, for some people yes. it doesn't how does making the relationship open because you're in two different places affect it and is that something you would recommend or did you even try it
1: so we did not try it because that was not a part of my paradigm for what a relationship that i was in looked like and i've never asked him but i think he would say the same He may enjoy the openness on his part, but I don't think he would enjoy (laughs) the openness on my part. He would enjoy being dead. We're closed. (laughs) (laughs) So it was never a question for our relationship. Now, if someone else was interested in being in an open relationship because of geography, then we'd have to talk about, I'd need to know what that's about. Yeah. Is it because you guys are just open to an open relationship and this is the kind of relationship you want? Is it because of a need, that a physical need that needs to get met, that you can't get met with your partner and that's the only need that's getting met? What are the rules? So I wouldn't look at it as too much different than any other open relationship, whether you're close or far. Mm. There have to be boundaries, there have to be things that we negotiate, and if that works for you, if, if there's a physical need that needs to get met and, you, and both parties are in agreement that that is what it is and that's okay, then that makes sense intuitively that you don't have that physical closeness and you might want that or need that. And if you agree on that, then that's fine. I have never heard that go swimmingly Mm. because it's very challenging to negotiate a relationship that's so far away with these open terms. It's challenging to do it when you're when close. You're close, yeah, when you're it's, local. Yes. It's even more challenging to do it farther away because then you have these all these questions, paranoia, trust. Is this person, you know, staying in the bounds of the rules that we dictated? Is this individual not getting emotionally close if that's a boundary that you guys have stated? That becomes more challenging when you don't have your partner to fill that space. Yeah. So different strokes for different folks. I think you'd have to be very, very clear as in any open relationship. What are our boundaries? How are we navigating this situation?
0: And you guys sound like you created those for yourselves and you are clearly advising other people. Where does the decision come in? So maybe, you know, we, okay, we opt out of the open relationship. Uh Clearly you guys, that was beneficial to your guys' strength and resilience. At what point do you say, okay, I will relocate for this person? At what point in the relationship do you evaluate and assess and you say, he's worth it or she's worth it? Mm-hmm. What point is that at?
1: So are you asking me personally or are you asking
0: Personally both? and then what would you okay. advise clients or others?
1: So personally for me, it was just a practical timeline for my education. So I knew that I was going to be in school for six years before internship, well, six years including internship. And so internship was an option for me to be wherever I wanted to oh, be. okay. So school, I had to be where school was. I had to be in Chicago, but internship, I could go lots of places, which is why I had agreed to go to DC and then reneged on that <laughs> agreement. Um, well, actually, Life honestly, no
0: I had agreed DC
1: <laughs> or New York just to be in the area of where he was because New York had a lot of appealing internships. And then I went to Emory. Emory was the only internship I saw outside of the New York, DC area. And I loved it. And he was under the impression that I was relocating that year. Mm. And I had to have the very difficult conversation with him that it's gonna be another year because it won't be until the following year that it logistically made sense in terms of the timing of my training. And thankfully, I had a very supportive now husband who said, you have to do what you have to do. If Atlanta and Emory make sense for your training and your degree, then that's where you need to be. It's another year. And I said, great, because I need that year in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to Atlanta, I knew that the following year I would be doing postdoc and potentially getting a job, starting my career, wherever the next move was. And so I had the freedom to choose. And so I said to him, I knew at that point that I wanted to be in private practice. And so my ability to create my postdoc was mine. And so I knew at that point when I chose Atlanta for internship, I knew that the next year I could go. And at this point, we had been long distance for six years. It was the time. Like, there wasn't really, a, like, oh, is this the right time to go? I had had my degree. I knew that I could start my practice wherever. But
0: he hadn't proposed to you.
1: He had not You guys proposed. weren't even engaged. We were not engaged. Again, we were reading the same book. Mm-hmm in the same chapters, oftentimes on the same page. So for me, we had had conversations about what would already that look talked like. About we had that. already okay. talked about it. So how long do we want to live together? Do we want to live together before we get engaged? Yes, we were both on the same page with that. Yes, we want to live together for some time. So how long do we want to live together? What would we feel comfortable with? So we had these conversations, and it was always some flexibility around it. Like It was never like, okay, I expect you to propose one-year mark. It was like around a year. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. We wouldn't be engaged for maybe around a year, year and a half. And so we were on the same page about those things. And so I felt very comfortable relocating at that point because I knew that we had had these discussions and he surprised me and proposed under the year that we <laughs> lived together. And that was like mind-blowing. I was completely shocked because in my mind, I just knew it wasn't going to be under the year. Right. I was thinking, oh, in about a year, maybe a little bit more. And so when he proposed within the year, it was really a surprise to me. But again, we had had a surprise because of the timing
0: though, not because of of the the event. Yes. And, and I want to put, I want to highlight that because I am a firm believer that marriage being the next step in your relationship should not be a surprise in the sense of exactly what Jamila is speaking to right now. You guys should have that conversation about seeing a future with one another. It should not be, we've been in a relationship and then just out of nowhere, he pops you know, the question yes. or maybe she pops the question. And then but, you agree. And you would just agree, you guys should know that yes. you have intent to yes. build a future with one another. At some point, that conversation has to be absolutely, had.
1: <laughs> And that conversation happened a few years into the long distance yeah. where the intention was there and very present. And he made it aware that he wanted me to be the person and i made it very plain that i wanted him to be the person wanting one another to be the person does not guarantee and so that's why those re-evaluations occurred
0: yes and continuing
1: to check in because a want is not a guarantee of anything and so we knew we both knew what we wanted and we continued to communicate and check in with one another and reevaluate where we were and we continued to be on the same trajectory and i was comfortable with the trajectory I would encourage anyone to relocate when you feel confident that you are making the decision for you, that you are deciding to do that, because if this relationship does not, if you do not sail off into the sunset Mm -hmm. and it does not succeed, you have to be whole with your decision to have relocated. And so that's why it's important to have your own life and have yourself established because nothing's guaranteed. Correct. Correct. So when I decided to relocate, I had support that was outside of him where I was going. I knew what I was doing in my career because I had I needed to have a life. If this man decided tomorrow, you know what, JK, I needed to be OK.
0: Yep. It can't. And it sounds like, too, because you were able to advise this game plan and have a life of your own the expectancy of this person being your entire support unit, everything and all that you have in life when you go there, that's a lot of pressure too on one person to make sure that you're living your best life. So he has to be responsible for himself, plus now you. Yes, socializing you and integrating you. Making
1: sure you have friends because they have friends. Right. Yes.
0: So that's great. Not everybody necessarily has that support system Mm -hmm. um, in the city that they're relocating to, but a spicy tip that I would give to others. I also, if you're thinking about relocating for a partner is researching what that city has to offer that you enjoy, things that you would be passionate about. Are there some meetup groups there to make friends what organizations could you potentially join so that you can create your own full life outside of that person yes so that it's not drops bomb on them hey what are you doing where are you going exactly. i need you to entertain me 24 yes. 7 i need somewhere to go and i recommend that even if you're not doing a long distance relationship yes have, have your, your own, own life, life. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably listening to this podcast because you're trying to improve your relationships. Maybe you're someone who is striking out on dates. Maybe it's time to build some relationships at work and you're up for a promotion or you just want to get along better with your family members. (laughs) Well, if meeting the right person or making connections seems daunting for you, then chances are the Spicy Life Relationship Consulting Firm can help. Did you know that studies actually show that forming and maintaining healthy relationships leads to a fulfilling and healthier life? The Spicy Life program not only educates you on how to connect more effectively, but also provides you with the tools to date and form relationships with success. The Spicy Life program is a 90-day, five-step transformative dating and relationship training program based on the Spicy Fundamentals. And the Spicy Fundamentals, S-P-I-C-Y, stand for self, passion, intimacy, communication, and learning to say yes. So, based on your relationship goals and needs, you guys, I will guide you through your customized action plan to incorporate excitement, adventure back into your personal experiences. Yes, your interpersonal experiences are crucial in building relationships. So, in addition, you'll have access to a diverse team of experts who specialize in relationship coaching, life coaching, matchmaking, image consulting, astrology, and online dating profiles. So if you are ready to transform your perspectives and fuel your connections, schedule a 30-minute no-cost consultation today at thespicylife.com. That's T-H-E-S-P-I-C-Y-L-I-F-E dot com. Come on, hurry up and get spiced. (laughs) What about long-distance marriage, Mila? Is that a option? Is that feasible? Have you seen couples do that? Is that something that's even sustainable?
1: So you'll learn from me that I don't make a lot of blanket statements to each his own. I personally am not aware of any long distance marriages that work. Now I know of marriages where they are bicoastal and there may be long stretches of time where they're not with one another, but they wouldn't describe their relationship as long distance.
0: The bicostal and so they're yeah, traveling they're back traveling and forth. They're traveling back and
1: forth and they're seeing, but they're seeing one another. Yeah. They're not just living completely in two separate spaces. That would be challenging, I would imagine, for the same reasons that any long distance relationship is challenging. Communication. If you are married and you decide to have children, that creates an extra challenge if we're long distance, because then one parent is oftentimes a single parent in the support, exactly, Mm -hmm. that's necessary for that. And so, could it work? I'm sure. Somewhere across the lands, there are a few probably a few, happily married, (laughs) long distance, wives, husbands, wives, wives, you know, however that plays out in terms of the marriage. However, I'm not sure of how sustainable that could be, because if we're talking about marriage, I'm expecting that that's not temporary. Yeah. And when I've seen long distance work, it's always temporary. There's a goal that we are going to be together. It's challenging to have a relationship steeped in reality Mm -hmm. when it's completely long distance. And I learned that in my long distance relationship. And what a lot of people likely experience is that when you come together, you want it to be nice. You want it to be good. You You want it to be perfect. And so issues don't get resolved in the same way. You don't. You may reserve a challenging conversation because we haven't seen each other in four weeks and I don't want to taint the experience with that. But real conversations need to happen in relationships that are going to have some depth. And so it's hard to feel like the relationship is on play. It feels like it's a little bit on pause when it's long distance. It's hard to for it to be real yeah. in certain ways. And so I would imagine it would be very challenging to, to sustain a marriage of depth in that way.
0: I know several people who have done it successfully, mm-hmm. but not without consistent communication and a game plan for what's the next steps in us being eventually together Together. or they had to be very secure people too. Their attachment styles could not be like this anxious. Anxious. Nope. That would not work for that kind of long distance relationship. Um, A couple that I introduced when she, they first started dating, he winds up playing for the CFL. So he was in Canada, Mm -hmm. majority of their marriage. (laughs) (laughs) She, She felt like a single parent, but what made it successful was the constant like, you know, the constantly seeing each other, always communicating, um, every single break, and thank God she did not leave him over the distance because now they—he's at the the coach, the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. But um, so yes, happy she did not leave him. Cause- <laughs> Because he stuck to his dream. He Mm -hmm. did not stop his dream for his wife or his family. And she didn't stop hers either. She continued on with law school, getting her law degree. And it was a lot of time. It took a lot of energy. But I think what we want is it to be easy. Mm -hmm. And whether you guys are in the same vicinity or not, it's not not easy. That does not make it easy. It helps. But Mm -hmm. either way, if you're fulfilling your dream locally, there's still a certain level of time that's going to be separate from the person.
1: Absolutely. I will say that for me, I think that being in a distance relationship while in graduate school was probably the best setup for me. I was able to really focus, but I had this person who was cheering for me. I couldn't hear them all the time, but but I knew that I had someone cheering for me and I had a person. If something crazy happened at school, or in my friend group. I knew that I could ha- I had someone I could talk to about it. I knew I had someone who could distract me from stats and tell me about their wild <laughs> nights out. And But I was able to really focus and get my work done. And when I had to put my head down, I didn't have someone pulling for me. I was able to do what I needed to do, and I wasn't concerned about neglecting my partner mm, and it wasn't
0: non-stop distractions it sounds like because relationships can be distractions yes. for us as well sometimes yes. we will choose to hang out with someone over doing our exactly. homework while we're in school exactly <laughs> and
1: then I got to figure out how am I going to get this homework right. done because <laughs> yes yeah, so it was helpful for me Give in a lot of ways. Give some spicy
0: tips for people who are doing long distance relationship how did you keep the heat going in the relationship how did you keep the flame burning while you guys were so far apart?
1: So a lot of communication, even a quick text or an email. One thing that really helped us because we were having these experiences mm-hmm. with other people is sending a quick message or a quick call saying, you know, I'm about to go do this thing. I really wish you were here. I really wish you could be doing this with me. And I can't wait to get back and tell you all about it.
0: Sounds like giving that affirmation Absolutely. that they're desired. That you're
1: missed, you're desired. I'm thinking about your top of mind that was very necessary for us. Sex life, when we saw each other, it was on and popping. When you're not with each other, we talk about the fantasies and uh-huh. the things that we can't wait to Love do it. when we see each other. Yes. And so that's important. I'm gonna tear you up. Absolutely, <laughs> it helps you feel desired. And these are things that we oftentimes don't realize because we're on autopilot when we're with someone that we're getting and receiving verbally and non-verbally. Yeah. These, the wanting your partner wanting you and desiring you, and so you have to say that,
0: and it helps use your imagination too about Absolutely. what you, you can become expect. creative. Yeah,
1: exactly, and it builds anticipation. Mm-hmm. And for us, we never saw each other without knowing the next time we were going to see each other. We always had something to look forward to that helped as well, keeping us connected. I
0: feel like that helps with. Everything when you helps have me a get through the yeah week. when you have a goal in mind, <laughs> I just want to put my little checklist on yes. that. Okay, if I have something coming up, let me work out a little bit harder. Exactly. Like, there, is that motivation that yes. you need? You have to look forward to something. And so, what do you think of? I'm gonna um, get into the spicy dish with you really quick. Okay, uh, someone who has probably perfected this uh keeping so you know keeping the other person enticed is rihanna okay she got really inclusive about power and sending the perfect nude lately okay. and so um, in an interview she was talking about her intersex goddess mm-hmm. and talked about how to prefer, perfect the nude selfie. Okay. What do you think of sending your partner nudes or little videos in order to keep them enticed while you're in this long distance relationship?
1: Oh, if you trust your partner, which I hope that you do, if they're your partner, absolutely.
0: Oh, you are forty. Oh, nudes. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> if I trust the person yeah. that I'm sending them to, and I'm not concerned about this being exposed to people and others who I'm not sending it to, Absolutely. Please
0: do not send it to randoms that you just swiped yes. on. Yes. Like no. it not be. everyone,
1: not everyone is worthy right. of your nude, and not everyone is trusted to be trusted with your nudes. So if you know this person and you know that this person is not going to shame you or do anything nefarious with your nudes, and you can be confident in that. I say go for it.
0: Hey, look at Jamila's getting spicy over here. Okay, so just to recap, because she has given us a wealth of knowledge. We're going to add to all of the tips that she has just given us about a long distance relationship. She mentions communication and having something to look forward to. So maybe as a spicy tip, you guys share a calendar And, you know, the iCalendar on your iPhone or if you have a Droid, you know, maybe Google Calendar. But if you create a calendar Mm -hmm. and that's a great way to update your person too with what you have going on and gives you something to talk about too. Like, oh, I saw that you had a team meeting today. Yeah, how'd that go? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it can get a little stale if your everyday life isn't exciting and vibrant. Yes. There may be details that you forget. So giving as much detail and having little reminders about what those things to discuss Uh, often help what about I like the part where you were talking about you know having goals in mind I think that every relationship should have a relationship goal action plan Mm -hmm. especially when you finally do decide to commit okay what is the goal that we have with one another you mentioned that you and him were on a reading this from the same book Mm -hmm. (laughs) and checking to make sure that you guys are like on the same page so i'm huge on strategy as well when it comes to my clients so i love that you guys did that what about planning vacations together or renovations um what kind of home would you like Mm -hmm. what what's your next business venture investments um and you mentioned you know okay at what point are we going to move closer i think that like you said having those open conversations yes Definitely help. Did you guys ever talk about home owning together or was it solid for sure? We're we're gonna move in as soon as I get there.
1: So definitely a move in as soon as I get there situation. We were lucky enough that, so my research when I was in grad school was all in the school system. Mm -hmm. So I got summers off, I got nice long winter breaks and every opportunity I got, we were together. And so we were able to spend maybe like six weeks together mm-hmm. at a time every year during the summer. And so we really got a feel for what, what it was, was like to, to live, live in the together. same space. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so when, we, when it was decided that I was going to relocate and we were going to live together, we were, moving to, we were living in D.C. at the time. I was a lowly graduate student, <laughs> and so the idea that I would go there, I was not going there to get my own space, yeah. I will tell you that much. I could have stayed in my comfortable bed mm. in, the, in the home that I grew up in, which is where I was in Chicago, and I would not have gone there just to get my own space in a city with a cost like D.C. So it was very clear to us that I would move in there. We would evaluate, we would reevaluate after six or so months, and just see how the move was going. We ended up checking in a lot more than our scheduled check-in times.
0: Do you uh, can you open the door for him, Michelle? Uh, do you advise that couples who that couples should live together first before marriage? Because some studies show that couples that live together first have a higher chance of divorce, but then there's also this correlation between, okay, it's not the fact that they're living together, it's that they are less likely to talk about breaking up because now they're stuck in a place of comfort mm-hmm. and are not in a place of necessarily resolving conflict. They don't have those discussions. They feel stuck with one another. But then there's other studies that show that it's just really about age. Yeah, If the younger that you are, your chances of breaking up breaking increase up, when you live together first. And that makes sense.
1: I am always of the mindset that we make that our decisions are only as good as our options. And I'm of the mindset that you make decisions with all the data, get the most information that you can. From that perspective, living together Mm -hmm. is something that I did, that I advise because you just garner so much information before you make a decision to commit your life to someone now, I do think that there are plenty of individuals who don't want to do that for traditional reasons or their own reasons that have nothing to do with being steeped in tradition. And more power to that individual. And I've spoken to individuals who say, who've, who've said to me that I'm traditional, I don't wanna shack up. And I think from their perspective, the commitment of marriage is so strong that they don't have any plans yeah. on that marriage deteriorating regardless. <laughs> and so they're like, whatever I find out about this individual when we live together, it's gonna be what it's gonna be because we've entered this commitment together. I've also known some of those individuals who've gotten divorced. so. It could go.
0: It can There's go nothing is way.
1: guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed, but I'm a girl who wants all the data. I want to see it all. I want to see the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then opt in or out.
0: I heard another spicy tip you had mentioned earlier that I want to give everyone and reiterate is uh, you didn't say this verbatim, but what I got from it with you like giving the affirmation, making sure that you were planning and spending quality time was it sounds like you guys were using the five love languages on each other, and so a spicy tip for you guys would be if you want to exercise gifts, acts of service, quality time, affection, and affirmation, send a care package for gifts. Acts of service could be solve one of your booze problems long distance. Maybe Mm -hmm. they have a need for something. Maybe Mm -hmm. you can, you know, resolve or, you know, solve for something. Quality time, like Jamila said, plan a trip together or, you know, maybe watch a movie at the same time together and talk about it with one another. Maybe you have, you know the phone on but and just hear each other breathing while you're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Affection would be, uh, you know, taking that nude selfie from, you know, like Rihanna maybe. Mm. Um, I also had a good one of a uh, massage therapist. Hire each other a massage therapist mm. and do a couple's massage together. Watch each other getting rubbed at the same time. Huh. So it so <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it's a little freaky. It's a little freaky. You guys both order <laughs> massage therapists that come to the house and on FaceTime, you guys watch and know it's not your hands rubbing on each other, but you guys are getting rubbed at the same, same time. time. And then of course, affirmation, like you said, sending those text messages, yes. Um, maybe some videos, you know, just letting the person know randomly throughout the day that you're thinking about them. I love when you were talking about having your own personal life and I want to re- reiterate to everybody to have hobbies of their own yes. because it also makes while you're in separate cities, your conversation's more interesting and gives you more to share because they can become dull. And my last spicy tip for you guys is the spicy tip jar. So that we take the expectancy off of the pressure to have an amazing experience every single time Mm -hmm. you're together. Each of you guys are gonna put a sexual position and place that you want to go within that city that you're visiting with them in the spicy tip jar. Every time you guys come and visit, you pull a tip out of the jar and you do that thing. It remains a surprise. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure to have something consistently planned every single time mm-hmm. you go. You can live your best lives while you're together, but then there is that one spicy thing that you, you know, the, the tip that you're gonna pull from the jar that you have to look forward to. So um, I love everything that you mentioned because it plays into sustainability yes. and resilience but also knowing where you're going yes. without giving up who you are
1: Absolutely. to
0: meet the other person. Uh, you shared a wealth of knowledge, Amelia, and we have to wrap up the show, but I want everybody to know like where they can find you. How can they get a hold of you? How can they utilize your services? Cuz I do love your approach. I'm like you are so open-minded with that. You're like, "Wait. Like, we're going to have a plan. I'm going to, you know, stick to who I am not Steer, but at the same time still get what I want.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I can be found at drjamilayoung.com, D-R-J-A-M-I-L-A-Y-O-U-N-G.com. That's my website. You can find a wealth of information about me on that platform. I'm also on Instagram at drjla, D-R-J-A-Y-L-A ayy me you, up <laughs>
0: she's fabulous you guys and beautiful we know why her husband waited all the years for her okay <laughs> and you guys can always play with my twitter or stroke my instagram at spicymati. make sure that you go to thespicylife.com um, schedule an appointment a consultation make sure that you also share this episode download click and subscribe and give it to a loved one who maybe they're in a long-distance relationship maybe you should consider being in one but share the episode and there you guys have it you have just been Spice. The spicy life.